Do you ever get away from a narcissist and realize that you still had traits or attributes of narcissism? Sometimes people that have been with a narcissist for a period of time start to look like, start to act like, start to have different things that happen in their lives that are like, wait a second, now I seem narcissistic. Has that ever happened to you? Well, I want to talk to you a couple things today about being with a narcissist and some of the things that happen from being with them, some of the different fleas that you can pick up. Now, when you talk about different aspects, I refer to it as narcissistic fleas that a lot of times you can pick up from a narcissist that end up having traits that you didn't have before the relationship and you definitely don't want after. They're typically things that aren't helpful for how you interact with other people, how you engage with life, how you deal with anxiety, how you interact with a future partner, anything like that. And a lot of times people develop narcissistic fleas by being with someone who's really toxic. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. We do it on all the different platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, and to be able to try to provide awareness about what it is. You see, a lot of people think that narcissism is just the person you know, taking selfies of themselves and not really understanding that it's a lot more than that. There's a lot more pieces to it, and when you walk away from that relationship, there's a lot more there as well. If you guys want to hear the Weiss perspective, check out the new podcast that we have called Trauma, Drama, and Life, where myself and Kayla, my wife, sit down and talk to you for 15, 20 minutes, walking through sometimes the questions that you submit or the things that have happened in our life to be able to give a different perspective. We've been able to get stuff that people have sent in through Instagram DMs or on email, ben at rawmotivations.com, to try to be able to help give perspective to people of the stuff they're going through and be able to share some of our story at the same time. So check that out. If you haven't had a chance to download the NARC app, go to narcapp.com. N-A-R-C-A-P-P, narcapp.com, stands for Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community. It's a community of like-minded people that's built to help you in your growth, healing, and change. We've got places where you can ask people for advice, where you can make sure you stay no contact by tracking it, by journaling your truth, by learning from different courses, by understanding more about narcissism so that you can avoid it down the road. You can get out of the relationship that you're in. Oftentimes, we have people that log in every week on Mondays to be able to see what's going on and be able to learn stuff that were asked questions throughout the week, to be able to engage on different lives, things like that that happen inside the app. Also, we have monthly coaching where we bring coaches from around the country to help inspire people as they continue to move forward with that forward mindset of how is that healing continuing on that journey and that progress. If you guys haven't had a chance to be able to see, we have the new journal that's out called From Fantasy to Reality. It's a journal for after the toxic relationship. It's got over 100 prompts in there to help you start to process different things from leaving the narcissist to being with the narcissist to working on yourself. A lot of times that gets overlooked and it's hard when I just say, hey, journal, if you don't have something to at least go off of. So that's why we have that. If you want to talk to me sometime, go to rawmotivations.com, click on one-on-ones, and I'd love to be able to chat and help you in your journey of healing. Anyways, diving in, we're talking about narcissistic fleas today. It's time to take a flea bath, right? You know, we have to get rid of some of those toxic things because when you're with a narcissist, a lot of times, first off, you get accused of being a lot of things. Oftentimes, you get accused of being the narcissist, where the narcissist calls you the narcissist, all these different things, and they'll be like, oh, well, you're the toxic person. You're the borderline person. You're the bipolar person. You're the crazy person. A lot of times, you'll have the narcissist that throws a lot of traits out at you, and you're like, Maybe I am that way, or maybe I reacted this way, so maybe this is what happened. A lot of times we see that. 
when you're with a narcissist, it ends up producing a lot of different things. Sometimes that's CPTSD. Maybe that's different health problems that you start to develop by being with that person. Higher levels of anxiety that rip apart your confidence and your self-worth. Different autoimmune diseases, OCD, like a lot of different things that end up being produced from a narcissist that you're like, never was here before. Well, not just the health concerns or the things that they call you, but also there's different traits that you pick up with being with a narcissist. That toxic, that toxicity that you have in your life ends up being something that triggers you nonstop. And then it ends up coming out a lot of times from your perspective. Oftentimes it comes out from the perspective of survival. How am I going to survive dealing with this toxic person on a day-to-day basis? Well, maybe I have to react a certain way so that he leaves me alone. Maybe I have to lie a certain way so that she like will back off. Maybe, and there's a lot of different things that people start adding into the life that they didn't do before that makes them doubt themselves of like, well, maybe I am toxic because I do this. But you have to remember, you haven't always done that. Especially when you can look at the past and you can see, well, no, I haven't been a liar, but I lie to this person so I don't get beat. Like there's a lot of different things that go into it of different traits that you have to pick up sometimes just for survival. When we're talking to different survivors, a lot of times we'll have the aspect where they'll ask themselves, am I the narcissist? Because they're like, I don't understand. I'm, I'm triggered just like one, like I'm raging out. Like this happened, a friend of mine did this, and I don't know what happened. I just started like getting so upset and angry, and I was yelling at them and all this kind of stuff. And you have to remember the triggers that you have in your life often stem from past relationships, past trauma, and if they're not dealt with, a lot of times they can reveal themselves in really unhealthy ways. And so working through the triggers so that you don't enact those same characteristics, traits, things like that is essential and very important. Sometimes you might have the idea of like, well, maybe I'm toxic because I lie about certain things. And you have to realize, why were you lying? There's a lot of aspects that people coming out of toxic and abusive relationships have developed really good ways to lie because it was the only way to avoid the silent treatment or punishment or physical violence. There's a lot of different things that happen that you sometimes have to be coping mechanisms to get through. Maybe there's an aspect that you're like, you know, I don't really want to be vulnerable ever again. I don't trust anybody. I think everybody's a narcissist. Like I'm like hyper vigilant, and you're like, maybe something's wrong with me now. Maybe I'm toxic. Well, there's a big aspect of everything you've been through has hurt you so much that you have to be able to build up your self-confidence once again to be able to trust yourself in interacting with other people. Maybe you've been to the place where they discarded you and you reached out to them multiple times and they kept pushing you away and you kept reaching out and all of a sudden you're like stalking them or like going to see if they have a new supply, all these different types of things. And then you start wondering, wait a second, am I crazy? Like maybe it's me. There's a huge aspect that being with a narcissist produces an addiction, an addiction called the trauma bond that typically is like Stockholm syndrome. It's like addictive to another person. And oftentimes it's rooted in the aspect of a maybe or a possibility of something that's actually happening. And when we talk about the, when we talk about the trauma bond, we talk about hope, potential, cognitive dissonance, intermittent reinforcement, a lot of different things that are geared to make you addicted to that person. Now, a lot of times we have people ask, am I the narcissist? And that's why we try to partner with people to work with them, to kind of coach them through understanding, okay, this is what narcissism is. This is what it looks like. These are the traits. Let's work on anything that's there because sometimes you have those traits coming from a narcissist. 
there is one thing that has been kind of like stigmatized that I want to kind of touch base on really quick. And that's that question, am I a narcissist? And the typical response, well, if you're asking, then you're probably not a narcissist. The thing that I want to bring to attention is it actually limits someone being able to get to the truth or be able to understand. If you think you're a narcissist, let's sit down, let's talk, let's work through the nine narcissistic traits and see what's there or what you need to work on. doesn't mean that you're a narcissist. It means maybe you've been involved in some toxicity. The thing I've been noticing more working with survivors, working with narcissists, is there's times where narcissists will go and they'll accuse another person of being a narcissist. And then you'll start thinking, well, maybe I am a narcissist, okay? And sometimes people have those traits. But what's key to be able to remember is when a person is asking, am I a narcissist, being like, hey, let's work on it. I want to point out really quick that in my own journey and also in Lee Hammock, mental healness, in our own journey, whenever we reached out for help, whenever we reached out asking that question, am I a narcissist, neither one of our therapists came back and said, well, if you're asking, then you're probably not a narcissist. No, they said, let's talk. Because I've seen now, time and time again, narcissists that'll ask somebody, whether that's a friend, whether that's a coworker, whether that's a therapist on like the first time of like, do you think I'm a narcissist? And they say no. Then they go back and continue abusing the partner because they're like, well, this person said I'm not a narcissist because I asked. Therefore, I can't be a narcissist. Know what you know and go off your gut and go off of the actual demonstration of what you see on a day-to-day basis. If you're asking that question today, am I a narcissist? Reach out for help. Because if someone's asking, like, let's get you working on those toxic traits or the toxic things that you picked up from a narcissist and work to get you to the place happy, healthy, healed, and whole. Let's identify the toxicity and any traits and work to combat those to find truth. You see, the difference between you and a narcissist is being able to identify where you are. A lot of times I talk about having a map and you want to get to point B. You can only get to point B and know the route that you're supposed to take if you know where you're starting, if you know point A. Oftentimes, a narcissist won't acknowledge where they are in life, and as a result, they can never get to a place where they're healthy and they're happy and they're healed because they're no longer willing to acknowledge where they are. That's where you come in, and you can say, hey, I can acknowledge I'm over here. It sucks because I hate where I'm at. I hate the stuff that's been done to me. I hate all the self-confidence and the self-worth that I feel like I don't have. I hate everything about this, but you being on the map says we can develop a plan to get to the place where you need to be. And that's where you start bringing in journaling so you can actually find your truth. So where you get into therapy, where you involve yourself with coaches, where you get involved in the NARC app or community, different communities to be able to help uplift you and be able to help you to work on any type of toxic fleas that you might have in your life, work on them one trade at a time. The biggest thing that you can do if you're concerned, if you're the narcissist, or if you're wondering about all the toxicity and the things that you might have picked up after being with that toxic person is, hey, Let me identify them, let me put them with truth, and let me start to work on them one day at a time because I want to let you know, if you've been with a narcissist, you might feel this way, but you're not crazy, you're not alone, and you're not hopeless. Reach out for help.